Hey everybody, it's uh, December and this is episode 107. The Ultimate Deck Podcast. Need a show about outdoor living? This is where it's at with your host, Shane Chapman and Way Brett. Thank you for tuning in. Now let the show begin. Yeah, the Ultimate Deck Podcast. Let's go. Let's go. Um, super, super soft crowd in the IG today, but <laughs> that might be our fault. We it's really Black bad. Friday. Right, yeah. That's wants why. To be listening to us. Unless we're talking about smoking deals, which we could be. Amazon. We've got some smoking deals today. Like, like actually smokers. Smoker in. Like yeah, actual that was, smoking deals. That was a pun not intended, but it was, it, it was a pretty good yeah, one. Though, you're hindsight. so you good. It. Yeah, you're good so good at punning. You just, you don't even really have Very to really get it. Yeah. <laughs> um, should I tell the joke about the TikTok I saw? I thought that was really sure. funny. I, I, I didn't know. laugh that hard. You, you didn't laugh again. that hard. I feel you tried again. <laughs> okay, let's see it. You I'm had like, to be there. Kind let's of hear thing. it. Yeah. Brace, do you ever, are you on TikTok? Yes. Okay. Do you ever see the people that make the, like their whole TikTok account is just them reading memes, essentially? Oh, yeah, like yeah, Two part yeah. memes and yeah. they'll like hide the part and they'll read it and then they'll laugh. And, but for some reason it's funny because they're la- you're laughing with them kind of thing because laughing is contagious. That's right. So the one I saw yesterday, Not I went like through COVID. like a hundred of them. <laughs> a little bit more contagious than COVID even. Like, Okay. <laughs> a laugh can get through a mask. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, the one I watched a bunch of them, but the one I remembered was it was a picture of a family sitting down at a restaurant and the waitress standing above ready to take the order. And the dad's like, excuse me, can I ask you about the menu, please? And she said, sir, the men I please is none of your business. (laughs) (laughs) The men you please. Uh Again, it didn't get me the first time either. (laughs) I mean, you don't have kids, so. But you do have CWB. Hey, yo. D. CWD, chronic wasting disease. Yeah. Chronic wasting. I thought you said B. I think I might have said B. That's the bank. Out of pure bank. Chronic wasting bank. No, we, uh, yeah, no, that's where we bank. The Canadian Western Bank. uh, Yeah, there you go. And and we get the chronic wasting disease from the deer. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, you went hunting yesterday. And? Oh, I wasn't hunting yesterday. I worked yesterday. You went hunting. We made made fun fun of you. yesterday. We made fun of you on the last podcast. Did you? Weird. Did we? I'm yeah, about how you never bring uh, stuff home oh, yeah. usually when you hunt. Yeah, it's a it's a cover. How many moose did you bring back? Zero moose. I have no <laughs> moose because I'm not a poacher. Oh, I saw so many though. Like so, during moose season, you are only allowed to shoot <laughs> bull moose. Are you going hunting this week? No, I'm going scaring. Yeah. <laughs> Chasing, walking. I'm going, I'm going walking. I'm just gonna fire lots and make them run. Yeah, but you can't just shoot anything either. Just right? going moose watching. I'm going moose watching. That's what I should say from now on. I was like, what are you doing? I'm going to go elk watching. Then I'm going to go moose watching. So, uh, yeah, I saw tons of cows and calves, but no bulls. So, anyways, and then on my way home. Ah, what? <laughs> Sorry. Wow. Sorry, I got a little ahead of You could just, what you could do is. That was quite the music for a, an offer. <laughs> turn the light on, and I, if you want me to stop talking, just turn the light on. <laughs> That's what I was He just played you out. <laughs> what is this, the Oscars? It's a Wade story, so it's like, <laughs> it's taking way too long. <laughs> music to play us off. Get, no, I get love to it. it, moose watching. Yeah. Yeah, so then, anyways, I was done, I was done the moose watching, and I was on my way home, and I saw a deer while I was driving home. I wasn't actually really deer hunting. I just saw it, and then stopped. And that deer paid the price for your frustration all week. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> like, you did. You weren't even trying to kill me in the first place. <laughs> you weren't even. You weren't even watching for me. <laughs> That's right. So, anyways, this I got a, good, a deer. So it's, it's a good one, though. It's a good deer. It's a big, big old deer. I don't know if 
people know any of the scoring systems, but I it scored at 140. It grossed at 155 and a quarter, seven inches of deductions. And so, anyways. Because of the massive hole you ripped through it, right? 140. No, though. No, the, yeah. <laughs> Would you punch it? Yeah. <laughs> I was so mad. I was so mad. <laughs> I could have. He was in rut. He was How would you make a hole that big? My fist. Um, what else? So, yeah, you, I, mean, that's your, I was going to say, what else did you do this week? But that's what you were doing that's this whole week. Doing. So, yeah. like, you, you Walked broke your quad a couple times. Yeah. You turned your quad into it's a paper working. It's quad. a paperweight right now. Oh. Doesn't turn Is on it or amphibious? Is that what? Did no, it? boy, could you imagine? That'd be a pretty awful way to end hunting, right? Bloop, 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 bloop. Hit that slew. Yo, uh, so that didn't work <laughs> out. <laughs> no, it just like the battery died, and then there's some something's wrong on the the rear differential. I think there's yeah, some gears yeah. grinding and stuff, so it's not. Anyways, moose hunting it gets more and more expensive. It's actually way cheaper to just go to the grocery store and buy beef than well, yeah, to try you're, and get deer. You're like three yeah. years running, going out for a week and. Begged one deer that's not we a moose. One, we had a deer. One not moose. Yeah. And so I shot a deer last year. Oh. And it was really, 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 really warm out when I shot it. It was like plus five. Maybe you should go hunting for deer in moose season. Mm-hmm. You see where I'm going with this? I see where you're going with this. And uh, <laughs> yeah, I figured it out. My <laughs> So the, my mom had a heart attack last year, shot the deer, brought it home. Your mom, mom had, shot the deer? No, I shot the deer. Okay. I shot the deer. Then I brought it home. Oh, my God, it's so hung big. <laughs> mom had a heart attack, and I ended up being in the hospital with mom for like four or five days. And <sighs> so the deer like wasted Spoiled. because it was warm. Right? Yeah. It was like I couldn't get it to, I couldn't get there to process it. So I like, I shot a deer last year, didn't get any of it off. And so turned into like coyote bait. Redemption year. Anyways, so it is crazy expensive to have like quads and guns and clothes and <laughs> all this stuff and uh we'll have a deer one deer in four years of hunting yeah so. i'm glad you're not our efficiency controller here. <laughs> that's right <laughs> yeah maybe anyways. you were but that job title's gonna be removed we're gonna be <laughs> changing that so. anyways good i didn't shoot any deer this week i uh put up my christmas tree though too early I probably what's just your opinion s- nope When's it too early for Christmas trees? Uh, November 10th. I'm going to tell you this. I didn't <laughs> take my Christmas tree down. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's really strange. We did a uh, holiday tree every Wait. different holiday this, this is year. our Valentine's tree? Yep. We did and a fall tree, Easter tree. Halloween tree. We did a birthday tree. It's fake, right? Like, it's an artificial tree. No, it's a real tree. <laughs> yeah, yeah, of course, <laughs> it's, it's an artificial like, tree. It's yeah. just dead. It's like tried to ignite itself a couple of times. Yeah. It's the tree out front. It's in so the front yard. You think anytime after November 11th is good to go? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I like we had this conversation already. Yeah. On a previous podcast. I like, I just, you can put your tree up if you want. Just don't turn the lights on. That's it. You can put it up <laughs> and just don't turn the lights on lights your tree. The offensive part? Yeah. What's the, what's the, what, why? I don't know. It's just a weird. Like, of all the quirks I have... I didn't storm the, the beaches for you to turn on the lights yet. <laughs> right. That's my point in this whole thing. And like, yours is like, you stormed the beaches so I could turn the lights on whenever I want. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, like, but like... Freedom of, of expression. You fought for this. I can put this up anytime, right? Yeah, no, I don't I don't have any issue with that. Just don't turn the lights on. Yeah. So, anyways. Okay. It was just like one of my things. Just I don't one know of your things. After Remembrance Day. Then go to it. And then, yeah. And then it's a free-for-all. Yeah. Anyway, trees um, up looks good. You happy with it? 
Did you I am very yeah, happy with it. Up. So I went. Which I, kid put the star on the top? We haven't done that yet because I had to order a new star. Oh, you're a star guy. So we had some I mice actually, in the garage oh, yeah. last year. When was that? I lost a couple some years ago. You got, all, you got all new hockey gear. Uh, yeah. Speaking of expensive skates. Like how much, how, what's your cost <laughs> so, per wear on your so, hockey game, your hockey yeah. equipment, right? Red skates really pissed me off because <laughs> that was just last season actually. And I had the mice in the garage. They got into my skates too. I went out and bought new skates. I wore those skates. Three games? Mm, I think a little bit more than that, but maybe like 10 games. Blew out my knee yep. playing with you. Yeah, and, and then haven't worn them since. And shouldn't have went past me. I had to, <laughs> I had to I teach him a lesson. <laughs> you don't go around me twice. <laughs> then COVID shut everything down. Then COVID shut everything down, and our team decided not to even play this year. So we didn't go back in. So I haven't played a game since I like wrecked my knee back in January of this year, I think it was. Yep. Holy smokes. And so my skates have 10 games in them. Right now, they're 40 bucks a wear. It's <laughs> like they're four or $500 skates. <laughs> And I've got like ten wares out of them. So wow. now I'm gonna I'm gonna make a rink in my backyard, and it's not gonna be very big, but I'm gonna I'm gonna wear more skates. <laughs> just like, take one stride, and you'll be across the whole thing. Yeah, they were like they weren't even close to broken yet, and I could sell them as brand new right now. So anyway, was, um, the mice got to your star too. Yeah, the mice got into our story. Christmas decorations. And we threw them all out. So yes, we we shopped local intentionally this year. It's like we usually go to Home Depot and grab our tree, and because it's cheap and it's easy, and sometimes you get a coupon to go to Home Depot. And I was like, that's enough. I'm shopping local, so I went to Cedar Creek Gardens, and we bought a tree out there. Nice. And it's a beautiful little tree. It's the best tree we've ever had. And I don't know if that's because I, because Home Depot gets crappy trees or why, or maybe it's just coincidence, but really nice tree. Nice and full, nice and green, healthy looking Because it's a live tree. No holes in it. Not oh, yeah, we tree, do live Oh, yeah. Real tree. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. You have to. I'm an artificial tree guy. Right? No, you I, leave yours up all year, so that makes sense. Well, yeah. I got a really good deal. On my artificial tree, I got a really, really nice one. Was it free? I fished it out of a dumpster yeah. <laughs> behind Old Navy. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Well, it was like probably on display there. It was the like store. one of the, they had four of them and they were essentially just giving them away. That's funny. They didn't want them. No, no, they weren't giving them away. They threw them in the garbage and you dug it out of the garbage. That's, That's right. different. That's right. Giving them away. If they'd I given it away. So, you know, screw screw <laughs> from the Navy here at this point because they could have given those away. Oh, yeah. How, 100%. What, how wasteful is that? Pretty wasteful. Wow. Not anymore. Were you able to <laughs> dig into the tree and find like some rolled up plain unlabeled teas in there or anything? Like, no, I wish I would have though. That would have right? been, been good. Yeah. Some skinny pants. Some skinny pants. <laughs> boy, oh boy. Okay. Okay, let's get to it. That. Let's hit the worldly news thing and. Okay, you right. got to you got to hit it today at an appropriate time because we didn't get some. Just so you know, man, I'm working on something very, very big, very important. You're going to be very proud. It's the worldly news. Here it is, the worldly news. The news brought to you from around the world. With ha-has included. With ha-has. I looked for Simcoe News today, by the way. Nothing's, I did my best. Nothing's happening there. There was nothing. Still nothing happening in Simcoe News. Nothing is happening so in Simcoe News. if Mike wants Simcoe News to be such a thing, why doesn't Mike give us the news then? Yes, yeah, uh, yeah. How about you send us the news articles that are entertaining enough, and we'll, we'll bring back Simcoe News. That would be But great. until then... It just got like... Like Simcoe COVID updates aren't any more exciting than anybody else's COVID updates. 
Exactly. Unless they have some serious spikes. Like, if you start seeing, like, seven, 800 people die a day, then that's, a day. More, that's <laughs> more interesting. There's a story there. Okay, so our first story today is... Canadian Army promotes polar bear to honorary master corporal. Okay, what's the backstory? Wow. The backstory is the Canadian <laughs> Army celebrated the fifth birthday of a beloved polar bear at the Toronto Zoo and gave the animal a promotion. How are things? He's are, just a bear at the zoo. He's just a polar bear. How are things going in the Canadian Army? Uh, well, our our leader is a polar bear. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> we uh, okay. So okay, here's take the reaction from this guy. To be fair, the U.S. hasn't been getting into any fights for the last That's four years. That's true. So we haven't really had to do much, right? His name is Juno. Oh yeah, and he was born on Remembrance Day. Oh, good. Okay. So he was named after the Canadian landings on Juno Beach. So they promoted him. Okay. Well, I no. thought there was going to be a way cooler story behind that. I thought it was going to no, be like, uh, that's it. They saddled him one time and rode him into battle. <laughs> I was like, it's going to be something like that. It's a war bear. It's a war bear. Yeah. And, but no, that wasn't the story. It was just a bear to zoo. He, uh, he scraped the side of a Russian submarine and sunk it. Exactly. And climbed back up on the surface. Yeah. Ate a seal. So, so that polar bear is our Arctic control. Yeah, or exactly. Arctic patrol. Right. He, he makes sure that the Russians don't get in here. Yeah. Okay, story number two. Wade, have you ever had a deer steal your gun? No. Czech Republic, deer steals hunter's gun and then flees into the woods. So did it like hook the strap with its horn? Yeah, so the deer charged uh, a hunter and snagged the gun on his antlers and then ran into the woods. So I have seen, I have seen stories where hunters die because they've, fall on the antlers of the deer. Like they shoot the deer yeah, and then they're trying to load it or whatever. They're trying to skin it out or something. And then they fall and spear themselves with the horn and then die. And so, gotcha. There you go. <laughs> like uh, we're even, you know what I mean? It's like, here we are. You got any feel good stories? <laughs> uh, not, not like overly. Uh, so last you, you come upon this mound of deer and man just like fought to the death, both of them. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. One's shot, the other one's like impaled Gored. in his thigh. <laughs> it's like, right? Yeah, well, there we are. Conservation uh, officer. So, our I final. Think the deer wins in that case. Yes, he does. He wasn't expected to win. That's right. A tie uh, is a win for You the know deer. what? I think, like, all things all things equally, humans are, I would bet against a human in every fight. We are not the toughest animals on the planet. The no, only, but like, no. Not even close. So Well, agreed, but with the gun. Yep, but now now the deer know how to steal the guns. Just the so one. Now Are you worried now, Wade? No. No? Yeah, because you don't see many of them. That's right. <laughs> right. You just see moose. The ones no. he sees don't have antlers. <laughs> That's right. All the <laughs> stuff I see has they no can't horns. grab the gun. Yeah. Uh, uh, final story. Customer orders one beer and leaves a $3,000 tip. Oh, yeah. Okay. Where? Ohio Jazz and Blues Club said the customer came in just before the business closed its doors due to COVID-19, ordered a single beer, and left a $3,000 tip. Good, Good for him. That's the kind of stuff I would love to do if I could afford to do it. Who was the guy? No, Nobody knows. Nobody knows. That's the best. In, in, in the night. Yeah, so they th- originally thought it was a $300 tip, but it was a $3,000 tip. The guy probably thought it was a $30 tip. Right. <laughs> it was just one beer. What? It's not like it was like 10 beer, though. Fell asleep writing out the zeros. <laughs> he must have been sober. <laughs> they missed the dot. It was supposed to be 30.00. <laughs> They're like, three grand. Run his card. 
right now he's having some pretty serious conversations right? with Visa. Merry Christmas. Yeah. And that's it. Let's get every once in a while those stories pop up, right? Yeah. The big tip stories. Yeah. So what's the biggest tip you've ever left? Oh, I thought you were going to say purpose. received. I was like, I don't know that I've held many jobs where you got <laughs> tips. Uh, I, so not, nope. I don't know. Not a tipper? Nothing. No, I'm a tipper. <laughs> <laughs> I, I always give the tip. Uh, just, <laughs> just the tip. <laughs> just, <clears throat> just the tip. I but I've never, like, left an outlandish know. one. No. Like, I made, like, probably 20% is likely the biggest tip I've given, which is also that's fair. pretty standard. Yeah, that's pretty standard. I've Wait, never been like tipper, big tipper. No, like not a, not a like. I would just same yeah, same, same thing. I don't know that I've done anything super crazy. Uh, when I served, I had uh, like I had a customer give me a a two hundred dollar tip one time. That's pretty good. That's a pretty good tip. You pretty good was tip. he drinking there for six days in a row uh, though? It was <laughs> a it was a lady. It was a. <laughs> oh, and now is your wife? Uh, <laughs> no, her name's Jennifer. Uh, <laughs> Great tipper. It was a uh, a lady and her sister. They had come in. She was, I would say, she was in her like mid forties. They buried their mom that day, and so they like they had been at a funeral. What is with this? Yeah, well, I don't know. And then yeah. so they came in to the restaurant, and like I didn't know, I had no idea, right? Right. And so I just I served them as I would serve any other table at that time, and I was like, by the end of the by the end of the dinner, I was sitting at the table with them. We were laughing and we were just like, we were having a great time. Nice. And so then she gave me a $200 tip and I came back to the table and was like, that's way too much. And then she told me the story. She was like, we actually just came from the funeral. And she was like, it's a, one of the saddest days of my life. And she was like, I was laughing and having a blast. And she's like, you're awesome. You wow. changed my day. And just, I was like. Just because you were funny. Well, not even looks, man. My words. Maybe you should be a stand-up comedian. What the hell are you doing here? I swiped this out of the donation (laughs) dish anyway, so it's not really my money. (laughs) The plate went around, and I I might have took a couple bucks. I mean, hard times. My mom died. Leave me alone. Whoa, back off. Okay. All right. Is that it? it? That's it. That's it for the worldly news. I got nothing today. Worldly news. Like, today. so today's Black Friday before we move on. Yeah. Are you guys, are you shopping? Did you shop? I shopped. What'd you buy? I bought a Roadcaster Pro. Yeah, you did. Well, that was a Black Friday thing. Yeah, it was. That it happened yesterday, so I got it. It was, oh, it was a like pre-Black Friday, all sale. week Black Friday sale. Sweet, you? Nope, not even shopping. The easiest way to not spend money on is to not look. Is to, not, to look, not look. Right? I so I don't I don't need anything. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, <sighs> what do you like? Yeah, I don't need anything. Okay, fine. I did a little bit of shopping. And what'd you fi- what'd you find? TV. Bought a Christmas present. My wife listens to this podcast, so I can't tell you what it was. No, she doesn't. <laughs> she doesn't, but she says she does. She says she, now you could test her, right? I already know she doesn't. <laughs> uh, but I bought her a gift, and I also bought a TV for in here, for that corner over there. And I bought it with my own personal money, and maybe someday if the business ever uses it, then they could pay me back. But I just like I bought a thirty-two inch TV because we need some sort of screen in here, and like I wanted to put a TV in here, so it was a hundred and nine dollars. Well, that's not bad for a deal. 32-inch Sharp TV. So I thought, yeah. well, now's the time. Now's the time. Because I was looking for used ones for quite a while, and I like you couldn't find a used one for that. So I pick it up tonight. You pick it up tonight? Yep. Superstore. They wouldn't ship it to you. They're not making enough money to ship it. I got to pick it up. That's and fine. I got to pay $3 for a pickup fee. One twelve. They're Story changes. Three dollars. That's, that's a whole. Story changes. Have you come and pick it up? <laughs> yeah. Not a one oh nine TV yeah. anymore. <laughs> no, it's not. It's a hundred and twelve dollar TV. Oh man. 
Yeah. That's ridiculous. It is ridiculous. So can we do that? Can we charge people to pick up stuff? Like pick up fee. Contractor phones in is like, hey, I got to pick up a deck package. And we're like, yeah, okay, sounds good. That's 50 bucks to pick it up. Like <laughs> Or 75 to deliver. That seems absurd. Or 75 to deliver. Yeah. Or zero if you come and pick it out of the yard yourself. <gasps> there, now we got something. Right. Right. You give them three options. Yep. Anyway, um, today's topic is, uh, so I reached out to the Facebook groups and said, hey, what do you guys want to, what do you want us to talk about? Want some topics out here? And like, we had quite <laughs> were a like bit mad of feedback. Lives. And they were like, more mad lips. Uh, <laughs> tell me about the deer and tell me about your Christmas shopping. Yeah. So, uh, here we are. And so one of the ideas in there was, hey, can you guys do a podcast about um, essentially specialty deck tools? So not tape measures and track saws, they said. They wanted specifically things like that are just deck only tools, installation tools, whatever, right? So like camo guns and that kind of thing. Well, I'd argue that a track saw is a specialty tool that should fall onto this list. Right, but I think maybe we've talked about those ones enough. It's I, almost like we've talked about track saws. I think more because track a track saw. saw is not just a deck building tool. Yeah. Right, like it's used for ripping down sheet goods a lot. I would argue that interior. most cabinet makers aren't using a track saw to cut cabinets. They have like their big old fancy table saw. Yeah. Anyways, some guys are trimming down doors with them. But anyway, it's not specifically intended to be a deck tool necessarily. Sure. Okay. So uh, we're talking about deck specific tools. And so a bunch of these here that we have are install tools. And they're kind of like around installing clips, installing fasteners into deck boards. But we also included a few other ones in here that were like demolition tools or clamping tools or just kind of nifty little gadget tools. So we're not talking about like Cortex plugs and bits and things. These are actual mm. tools that make you or help you do a job. So, yeah. Wade. A little bit better. Do it better. The first up, we're going to talk about, and some of these is just a category of tools. So this one's a category of tool of like the collated fasteners, like a quick drive or a PAM drive gun. Yes. So collated deck screws, essentially. And so those Slick. are the two big ones, right? Really fast. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, quick drive, PAM drive, and then Camo has one. Camo tool. Camo drive. Yeah. So quick drive, PAM drive, for those who don't know what they are, um, they are stand-up tools, so you don't have to bend down anymore. You stand up with the tool and you plunge it down. It's got a long shaft on it, for lack of better words. And you put in collated <laughs> strips. It doesn't matter how old you are. You know it what doesn't. I mean? Like, as a dude, it's like the first time you guys said the word tip. Right. It was just was the, it was all what's over. the biggest tip you ever gave? I was like, this is not going to work. <laughs> <laughs> we have to use a different word. Yeah. So these the shaft is so long. Yeah, here we are. We're, long yeah. shaft. <laughs> yeah. Um, what's the what's the next word that you're thinking of right now that we haven't Screw. used? Yep, Screw. that was the one okay. I was thinking of too. Where are you at? Which moist. Mine was moist. Moist. Oh, moist. I was like, okay. how are we going to work moist into here? Well, it works the best when you're fastening down moist five quarter decking so you don't get your knees wet. Right, of course. Right. Yeah. So you don't get your knees wet. Dude, yeah. You got to do a quick screw. <laughs> yeah. You need a quick screw. Make sure you're not too much. Oh, boy. Quick drive, Pam drive, stand up <laughs> tools. These tools come with the screwdriver. Like you buy the whole kit. The Yeah, it has a drill. Not the screwdriver, the drill. Yeah. And the, and the, the electric screwdriver. Shaft in the end that allows you to do this. Yeah. And so you put in a collated strip of screws and this allows you to walk around and just plunge in deck screws one after the other without like you reload every t like 50 screws yes i think the pam drive one might be longer i believe it might be 50 in the quick drive i don't recall that off the top of my it's head, incredible how fast these things are oh, so yeah they just speed up savers install now it's it works great if your boards are nice and straight and consistent because then you can walk through and not have to do a bunch of adjusting and whatnot 
Um, yeah, but that, don't most people just tack the boards in and then go back and like snap a chalk line and boom, 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 boom. possibly that's what I always did. It was like I'd get, you know, I'd get the boards all kind of like tacked in and then right and then go back and snap a line and then off. finish it. Like so, and the Pam drive actually has the option of adding on trapeze three colored composite screws onto collated strips as well. So not only because yes. I regard these as a lot of times as like a treasure a treasure preated. <laughs> <laughs> It'll catch on. I just stick to Treasure it. Breeded. Treasure breeded. Treasure breeded. TP. Why is your wood so expensive? I mean, I saw a pressure tree at the start of the year. No, no, this is treasure breeded. It's uh, <laughs> it's the new line. It's premium. <laughs> <laughs> the old pressure trees I wasn't working very well anymore. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so I always regard this as a pressure treated install thing because nobody really wants to face screw down composites, at least not in our area. Nope. And so, but you do have the option of the PAM drive. And I had heard of some guys in Alberta, actually, mm-hmm. that were using these for camo, or sorry, for Cortex installs. They were yeah, basically yeah. throwing out the screws in the box that came with the plugs, yep. setting the depth of the thing so that they could drive the screw deep enough to accept the plug, yep. and using a PAM drive for that, too. Yeah, they were, they were using it with wolf decking because wolf doesn't have a groove in it. Sure, yeah. Right? It was, a, it was a non-grooved deck board. And so they were like, well, how do we fasten this down? Well, face screw the whole thing and then plug it all. And, and so if you are if you're did. using a brand yeah. where you could buy the plugs separately, this would be why not? Like yep. get after it. Yeah. But often the plugs come as a kit with the screws. So you're throwing out a bunch of screws, you're costing a bit more. But if it's helping you be way faster, then it offsets. Yep. So somebody obviously did the math on that. Yeah. Now the next tool we'll talk about does this function? You mentioned it already, the camo drive tool will also let you face screw with a correlated strip of screws. Three yes. inch screws. Yep. And so, um, but it has other cool features, Bryce. Wait, just wait. Shane will tell you. As a, as a ambassador, as an overall tool, <laughs> as an overall tool. You're not an ambassador. You don't get paid to talk about these things. I don't. Oh, we just love. Can it. we make that happen? I'm sure we can. I can't. I don't have any money. If somebody from Camo is listening. Camo, let's go. We're ready. Um, as a complete tool, if you were going to buy a quick drive or a Camo drive, you yeah. buy the Camo drive. Airtime. 100% of the time. Yep. But. But. If you're only installing, <laughs> if you're only face screwing, right? If you're only face screwing sheet goods or, or deck boards or whatever. Yeah. Then I think the other tools are probably better at that. Yes. Because the camo drive screws are, they have a clipped head on them. They don't start as fast. Correct. Like it's slower to, to um, face screw with the camo drive than it would be with the quick drive or the pam drive. Yes. So if that's the only thing you're doing with it, I would say the other tools are probably still better. But it's the two additional functions of the mm. camo drive that make this the ultimate stand-up drive tool. Yep. What are they, Shane? Oh, well, let me... Hold on. <laughs> here comes an ad read. Yeah. <laughs> let me check the inside of my sleeve here from this nice cardigan that the camo company gave to me. It's got all the benefits oh, and features wait. of it. Um, so this also has the ability to do the edge fastening. So like the traditional camo jig, the little yeah. number seven screws that go into the sides of the boards. So that's really cool. But the best part is this has the ability to do stand-up plunge action on the clips as well. Right. So now you can fasten composite decking or treated decking or... Yeah. I'll so call it, let's call it software. The fact that this thing is a three-way tool yep. is, is enough <laughs> to, to give it the edge over the quick drive and the pan drive. Circle in the drain today. Yeah. So I feel like we shouldn't move on because it's really a wicked tool, but... We've said what we need to say with it. Yeah. If you haven't used the camo edge clips before, they are great little clips that hold on to the joists themselves. So you can just kind of mm-hmm. load all your deck boards on. They hold themselves in place. 
clamp the whole deck down and then walk around with this camo drive tool and just plunge the screws down one after another. Yep. It's insanely fast. Yep. So everybody loves it. It's amazing. The next one we're going to talk about is the tool from, it's like a bit of a joint effort from Fastmaster and TimberTech, the five shot slash fusion lock gun. Yeah. Uh, into the revision model now, because I think it was supposed to be a 15 shot when they first created it, yeah. right? When it was called the fusion lock, it was going to fire 15, 15? collated. And no, we should have this in the other order. And the idea of that was that it was going to do a 16 foot deck board, right? Or 20 foot deck board. What, is that why it yeah, was a enough, 15 shot? Enough to shoot down a 20 foot deck board before you have to reload. Yeah, so anyways, do you want to change the order now that I want started? to talk about the other one first because the reason the Fusion Lock exists was it, it's a bunch of improvements on the Tiger Claw gun. Oh, okay. Right? So okay. a lot of guys are familiar with Tiger Claw. It so, used to be one that we used to use quite a bit. Yeah. Uh, and used to sell quite a bit of. And, and Tiger Claw, gun? yeah, it's a pneumatic nailer. Oh, okay. So the nice thing the about the Tiger Claw. spelled with a P, Bryce, P-N-E. Yeah. I'm not going to go there. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Pretty rich that I'm giving spelling advice. That's yeah. what I'd like to say. The nice thing about it is that, so instead of using a traditional hidden fastener clip where you put them in one at a time with your hands, this thing was the first tool or one of the first tools to allow you to actually speed the process up by shooting the, the fastener in and have a collated strip of screws on it or scrails as they called them. scrails scrails yeah because it was a screw nail so it's a scrail scrail <laughs> scrail this sounds yeah. like a like a like you want to talk about dirty dj words. or something yeah get scrailed scrail <laughs> so it was a it was a phillips head nail screw <laughs> that was shot in so just the threading on it was less aggressive than a typical screw so that it could shoot in like a nail, but you could always grab your drill and reverse it like a screw if you had oh, to pull wow. it out for some reason. Mm -hmm. Scrail. So it was, it was quite slick. That's pretty like cool. Like for a lot of years, that was the tool. That was the, the deck installer's tool. It was fast. Yep. Um, so your once you got used, used to it, it was yeah, fast. Yeah, your clips you still had to load by hand yep. one at a time, but you be you could put the clip onto the end of the nailer and then drop it into the deck board, push down, like seat it down, pull the trigger, scrail yep. would shoot. Next, <laughs> next clip. Slide Scrail's the worst word. Nope. <laughs> most, I think most I think I want to use worse. it in my life more. Because the only time you get to use it right now is when you're talking about this gun. This gun's kind of fading away a little bit. Uh, I think we should start using it for other things. Okay. Like what? I don't know. Use it in a sentence. <laughs> <laughs> you guys want to play ping pong and get scrailed tonight? Get scrailed. Ooh. Let's go grab a six pack and get scrailed, I boys. Yeah, I don't even scrailed. know what that is, but I'm... I'm interested. Oh, right? <laughs> Wade was about to play ping pong for the yeah. first time right Somebody, there. Uh, perked one ear up for sure. <laughs> so it wasn't the ping pong. It was nice because it was it was faster than hand um, handling each individual clip before. You could go in and shoot them shoot them down. Yeah. The tricky thing with it was that it wasn't the easiest tool to keep your board straight because if the pressure in your in your compressor changed at all or, mm -hmm. or something, or you just didn't mm -hmm. see it same. Sometimes it would shoot inconsistently. Mm. And I always found using it that sometimes it would, it would shoot, it would overdrive the ends of the boards a little bit. So if you weren't careful as you went, your boards, you'd start straight and then you'd start shooting the ends of the boards in just a tiny bit, right? It might only be a 32nd of an inch over the ones in the middle of the board, but right. over time that adds up and all of a sudden your boards are, are uh, curved a little bit. Looking like a banana. So you have to use some spacers to kind of put in there so it doesn't overdrive. That was one problem. The second problem was that it didn't shoot, it, like it had good um, push power, like it pushed the boards into each other nice and tight, but it didn't hold them down real well. 
right? Like sometimes they could ride up a little bit because the the scrail is being shot in at about like a 45 degree angle or an angle of some sort Mm -hmm. and not straight down. So it didn't clamp the board down real well. So at the ends of your boards, it didn't do a great job of like sucking down the ends of the boards because sometimes the ends Mm -hmm. of composite boards like to like curl Curl up up a little bit. And if you screw those down, it's fine. It pulls them down. But this tool, because it was shot in, didn't hold them down real well at the end. So sometimes you still find yourself putting some screws at the end of the boards to hold them down. Yep. Nice. And the third, probably most um, frustrating part was that they were not, once the boards were on, they were on. You couldn't get at the screws after you'd put the next board on if you ever had to replace a board. Yeah, so Uh, if you had to go back into the, if you had to replace the middle board in your deck, you couldn't back the screws out because the, because the scrail was shot in. Because you're scrailed. That's right, you are scrailed. So it was shot in at a 45 degree angle and you couldn't. Like you couldn't get a drill on that or anything yeah. to back that screw up. So then you got to take off a bunch of boards to get to it or mm, the board's wrecked or you rip the board out. Like you cut down the middle of the board, you <laughs> pop it out, but the new board, you can't use the same fasteners. Now you got to use something else, to put the new board in. So it wasn't the, it wasn't the best way to, to handle like replacing a board or, mm-hmm. or whatever. So for that reason, um, Fasten Master started working on the fusion lock and the fusion lock was going to address those three things. So the holding power and the straight down holding power. So the fusion lock now um, shoots a clip straight down. The, the screw goes in 90 degrees. Yep. And so you can get at it again afterwards if you need to. Yes. After the boards are installed. It also had like a three prong, um, prong, just prongs. It had three prongs. Prongs, yeah. prongs on the clip that would dig into the joist. So it made a, a, a stronger connection to the wood, the clip did. Because it wasn't just kind of sitting on top of the wood with the scrail right. shot in. It was like the scrail was shot in and there was these prongs that kind of bit the wood down a little bit too. Mm-hmm. And so it was a little bit stronger of a clip. You could get mm-hmm. at it afterwards. And now they've added the collated clips. So before you said collated scrails, now you've got collated scrails on a roll too. I yeah, think yeah. there's like 200 yeah, or... way more. Way more on like a Like a strip. machine gun. Right, instead of being like the small little strips that came with the, the tire claw, which, boy, it's been years since I used it, but I think there was like 25 screw scales on mm-hmm. a clip or something, right? Mm-hmm. And so now you've got that, plus you were supposed to have 15 collated uh, clips that came in little like sh- uh, sheets of, or strings of five. So you put three rows in, and then you could shoot down a whole 20-foot deck board before you had to reload your clips. So I was like, that's amazing. Yep. Um, in theory. Yeah. So great holding down power, stronger overall, 90 degrees, you can get the screw, and collated clips finally. Um, Didn't work. At 15. The gun was god-awful. It was oh, <laughs> like really? When it first came out, it was yeah. not ready for prime time when it first came out. So I was one of the, I was, we were pretty tight with Fastmaster at the time. Now Steve hates us and never, I haven't, yeah. It, he doesn't message me he anymore. He doesn't talk to us anymore. But at one point, Steve really liked me when I was building. Yeah. And he got, he hooked me up with a couple of guns that were like early. They were like, they were officially released, but they were like just released. Version they were looking one. for feedback on it. And I tried them. He gave me a couple guns and we tried them. It was like, boy, oh my God. Like even for free, I wouldn't use this thing. But they did go through and they made a lot of improvements over the last number of years. And apparently I haven't used it now, but apparently it's good. Apparently they've worked out all the issues that were, they were mm-hmm. having with it. So, and I always said like, if it works as it's intended to work, it would be a really good gun. So it sounds like they've gotten there. Yeah. So it's a really good gun. It's big and it's heavy. That's the only thing, right? And it was expensive. Quite large. And it's a very expensive gun. Yeah. It's like $1,000. It used to be like a $1,000 gun. Holy yeah. shit. dollars gun. That's right, yeah. And the clips were expensive too. So I don't know where that's either at either, but... Um, and they did have an exclusivity and they still do, I think, with TimberTech. So technically, you're only supposed to use those clips warranted with TimberTech products. Mm. Yep. 
that said, they're fairly universal. They would work with other other brands if you wanted to. Yeah. So anyway, so great was, tool. Yeah, it was. I, oh, I remember and they renamed it to Five Shot. Yeah, Five Shot because when they were doing fifteen, that like it kept jamming and you couldn't like clips were riding over top of each right. other and so anyways it just didn't it didn't work but it was like it was an amazing theory and so at five i believe it is working so from what i hear yeah i think it's good now so but it's for sure not um not the tool you see everybody using it's nope. still pretty niche um more guys are getting onto this camo edge or just using the traditional style clips than are using fusion lock but it's it's out there now and there's some guys that use it and i'm sure love it so yeah yep if you're doing a lot of timber tech it's for sure one to look at Using. Absolutely. So you can be in the entire system and get all the perks and benefits of that. Yep. Mm-hmm. Warranty, etc. Um, along with the tire claw, there were similar guns that we won't really get into the details because they're all very similar. But you had other ones like the exterminator and the mantis clips and everything that would shoot in. They're very, very, very similar to yeah, they're all the same tire claw. The clip itself looks different, but it still uses a scrail and shoots it in and blah blah blah. Yeah. And the and the mantis guy is going to be like, mine's better because of these. Yeah. Three menial points and yeah. Right. Anyways. Now the tire claw just That's to right. to. Um, touch a little bit more on that before we move on. It used a universal clip called the TCG clip, mm-hmm. which was meant for all like one inch groove deck boards, but they did have some agreements with some of the manufacturers that had like Trex and TimberTech actually mm-hmm. to produce like mm-hmm. the conceal lock and the hideaway clips Yep, that were basically the TCG, but a slightly different profile so that it fit less universally and fit their boards better. Yes. So on the Trex one, like the, the angle, like the shape of the clip was just curved a little bit more to to match the radius edge of Trex deck board. So it fit it better. Oh. Yep. It fit a little bit cleaner. And same with the TimberTech one, which, and it's also brown instead of black for some reason. Yep. But they were always a same bit more money too. Choice. So. Um, next one, HitFast. Want to talk a little HitFast? Yep. We got these on sale today. So if anybody is listening to this. Live. All three of you. <laughs> and you use HitFast. Go to our website. Actually, we might have sold out of the fasteners, but the guns are still on for a lower than ever price. So if you're looking for a HitFast gun, now's the time. Yeah. UltimateDeckShop.com. They're regular over 700 bucks Canadian. We have it on for 499 It's like, move them. We're blowing them out. Um, HitFast. You want to talk about HitFast a little bit? Mm. Or you want me to talk about HitFast? You can. I. So HitFast is, what, it's like a, <laughs> it's a, it's a flooring stapler. Yeah. That's what it is. We use it for decking. <laughs> okay. Well, maybe you, <laughs> you can go if you'd like. That was, I, do so you want to do it? Yeah, no, no, you. And then you did it, but then you. I did a really bad job. That wasn't it. the greatest. Yeah. Well, I didn't love it. <laughs> I, I Like I used it. I didn't love it. It was okay. So yeah. Guys that use it do love it though, right? Some do. So I think where this tool shines, and we, I guess we should be talking about what, what you can be using these things for. Like those previous two we talked about are meant to be used in mostly composite and PVC groove decking, but I think. They sometimes say, like, Tire Claw says you can use their gun with, like, grooved Epe and whatnot, too. So, HidFast, yeah. the reason I preface that is HidFast is another one that says you can use this with all sorts of um, decking, whether it's treated, cedar, like any softwoods you can use it with. You can yep. use it with uh, yep. grooved composite decking, non-grooved PVC, yes, and grooved hardwoods, they do say. Yep. So, very versatile. Very but versatile. The guys who are using it and loving it, though, are using it with non-grooved PVC. Yes. Most of the time, right? It's yep. wolf. This is almost a, it's almost a wolf tool at this point. Wolf PVC and maybe Vecca. Yeah. I was like Vecca. You could do it with Vecca as well. So to your point, the way it works is it has a stainless steel cleat that actually drives through the board. It actually does positively connect the board to the joist. Similar to how a camo screw would go through softwood. Yeah. Oh, okay. Same idea. So it shoots through this corner of the board into the 
uh, joist below, mm-hmm. and then it leaves a little protruding spike sticking out, sharp little spike. Mm-hmm. Not so sharp that you're going to like draw sure. blood. Just going to rip your foot open. Right. Might. If but you were running. Might. <laughs> but sharp enough that it'll bite into the next board. And so the next board goes up and you take a rubber mallet and you just like tap it in and the spike digs into the board and it presses onto it. And then there's another piece of metal that acts as a spacer. Eighth inch, three sixteenths, whatever you want. Yep. And so it, it works pretty slick if you get into the rhythm. And it, to your point, it's exactly a hardwood flooring nailer. If you've ever used a hardwood flooring nailer, you would feel right at home with this. It's exactly the same right. thing. Yep. Pound the next board on, go through and then drop the hammer down, set it down. Hit, hit the Boop. the striker plunger the plunger yep and fire the next cleat and then next board and on you go so it it can be ridiculously fast you're standing up again which guys like a lot yep so one of the things that was not super good about it is that when you when you go to pound the next board on sometimes that board will ride up mm. on the cleat and then your deck ends up like the board one of the boards will be high you got to so stand on it right yeah it's a little bit once it's you get finicky, the hang of it. but it t- takes some time to get used to it. Now, they also have another tool, which is a not stand-up tool. It's just a gun-style one that um, can shoot clips both ways. Like, the gun sits down between a groove and can rotate this way and shoot yes. a clip th- this way and then flip back and shoot a clip the other way, too. Like, it's... So, it's a little bit more, like... The finish is maybe a little bit more like the camo, like, because it shoots holes on both sides of the boards or whatever. But yes. um, I think the more popular one that I've seen guys use anyway is the stand-up flooring nailer. Yes. So, one. Okay, so that's probably it for, I would say, those are all pretty much pneumatic or battery-driven, at least, um, tools for install. Now, if we're missing any, send us a message, because undoubtedly there's more out there. Like, we just tried to pick the more popular ones that people would be somewhat familiar with. Yeah. yeah. Um, we didn't talk about, like, Senko's guns or anybody else's stuff that is all very similar but doesn't have a lot of market share. So now we'll move on to more, like, the jig-style things, and we've already mentioned the camo marksman a couple times, or at least how it works. Yep. And so we'll talk about that again. The Camo Marksman Pro is just a, a little handheld jig that essentially grips the sides of the boards to hold itself in place. And it has two little chutes that are angled back towards the deck board in the middle. Yes. And you drop little number seven blunt tip screws into the chutes. You take the supplied driver bit in your own drill and you drive them until it stops you. Yep. And what it's doing is driving Drives a up. small little screw on the side of the board instead of face screwing it. So the benefit of that is no, no screws on the top, which means no, no splinters. And it looks cool. And it looks way better. It gives you a hidden fastener finish on a Correct. product that maybe yeah. doesn't have that option that's typically screwed down, right? Yep. Now, they say you can use this with all sorts of stuff too. Same thing. Softwoods, composites, PVCs, and hardwoods. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a very versatile again. And they do have a stainless steel screw option. For those areas that need it, or for hardwood applications, or yep. somewhere you need some so flex. The, the reason I was like, yeah, is because it's like with the hardwood, it does get a little bit trickier. They have a, you're supposed to buy a drill bit to dr- like pre drill the hardwood. So you don't split it? Yeah. And also because it's like hard. Oh, okay. So the screw won't bite in right away. Like, you know, you pretty much you have to pre drill hardwoods to drive screws in them. Oh, okay. No matter what you're using. Yeah. It, they're dense, dense, dense stuff. Yeah. So anyway, yeah. so it's like I didn't love it. I don't love it on hardwoods because you have that extra step, right? It makes mm-hmm. a lot of sense for softwood lumber because it like because it lines the screws up and. But you've got that pretty quick. You've got that step with pretty much any hardwood hardwood tool when you right? start to do hardwood. Period. That's it. Yeah. Um, so, but yeah. it's but we think like when we sell cedar in the store, it's like 
our attachment when you sell a cedar deck is probably like 80, 90%. We sell this with cedar decks all the time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. With treated, not as much because people are going budget, budget. This does require the purchase of the jig. So that's something you don't have to do if you're just going to face screw it. And the screws themselves are marginally more. They're not yeah. much more, but they're a mm-hmm. little bit more. Mm-hmm. So somebody's trying to like do budget. a deck on the cheap and don't want to spend any frills and they're probably not going to do it. Right. Which a lot of times if people are doing treated decks, that's the case. Yeah. But which is, which is too bad because it's pretty slick. It is pretty slick. And once you get going, it's fast. Yeah. And so, yeah, I think it's a great upgrade. It doesn't cost that much more. And we rent the tools even. So somebody just wants to rent the tool for a couple of days, they can do that. Yep. And then they're only paying the screw cost, which is roughly 40 cents a square foot for the screws. Whereas your, like the face screw, it's probably 20 cents a square foot or something, right? Yeah. Like it's, it's double, but it's double on a really cheap part of the deck. Yeah. Yep. So it's, it's great. It's a good thing. Like I, it's, I don't think I would ever make this my only installation tool, but it's a good one to have for certain projects like the softwoods. Yep. So, um, that's right. Use it. Craig jig. It's same, same idea, right? Yep. Very similar. Only blue instead of camel. And it doesn't grip both sides of the deck to be able to do both sides of the oh, board at yeah. once. You have to move it, but it does all rec- also require the pre-drilling. Um, if you're going to do hardwoods, very similar aspect there. Um, they're very similar. I, the one thing I didn't like about the Craig jig is that it leaves a bigger gap. It's a quarter inch gap. Um, but the nice thing about that too, is that it gets the screws a little bit lower on the shoulder of the board. Yeah. But the gap's really high. So you don't see where the screw went in. So that's really good. Yeah. But because we didn't mention, but the camel marksman does come in one sixteenth and three sixteenth inch gap options. Right. And the difference is, aside from the spacing, is that the one sixteenth puts the screw a little bit higher in the shoulder. It goes in at a sharper angle. So it's yes. a little bit more visible, yep. but your gap's smaller. Yep. And they also do have a no-gap tool, but it's a handheld one that doesn't grip the boards and it, like, one yep. side at a time, it's a little bit more cumbersome. Yep. But they've got a few options. And then they've got the narrow board tool. So if you're installing five quarter by five mm-hmm. decking, you can buy mm-hmm. one of the narrow board tools. This is camo we're talking about again. We've gone back to camo. Oh, we've gone back to camo. Back yeah. to camo, oh, just okay. to just touch on the spacing. Because Craig Jig, we said, like, Quarter it sucks because it's quarter inch, but we never talked about spacing the camel. Right. Uh, so Craig Jig's fine. I did a whole EPA job in it. I it was good. I liked it. It's fine. It's fine. Yeah. Uh, I liked it because I could use number eight screws in it and not number sevens. And which is good for hardwoods. I wanted the beefier screw for the hardwood, which is why I did mm. it. So it is a bigger hole in the side of the deck too, though. But it's further down. So I don't know. It's it is what it is, right? Mm-hmm. Now, the next few tools we're going to talk about are, uh, what are we going to call these things? Uh, board influencers? Yeah. Like they're on Instagram yeah, all the time? they're on Instagram. These guys <laughs> yeah. are on Instagram <laughs> all the are, time. If you're, if you're on there, you'll probably run into these guys at some point. Big time influencers. Uh, these are some sort of leverage tool that's going to bend boards into place or push boards tight or make boards do what boards don't want to do. And so there's a few that we've talked about before. The bow wrench is a very popular <laughs> one that's out there. What's, what's going on? Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> what did I say now? I don't know. I miss it. Uh, I was just like, it makes the boards do what they don't want to do. But like in a in a positive way. Like right? in a nice way. <laughs> <laughs> have, it's not offensive or anything. We have to say, if the board says no, stop. Yeah. So it was just resisting and it wanted to be straight. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> right? That's why I was laughing. And you were like, why? And I was like, nothing. Leave me alone. <laughs> so bow wrench is a very popular one. Uh, the hardwood wrench is the one that I had. It's quite a bit more money than the bow wrench. Um, does the same thing, though. And then the newest craze one is the camo lever. 
And yeah. it also does the same thing again, but but at a very reasonable price as well. Uh, the nice thing about the camel lever is that it is adjustable to different joist sizes, like a double joist or a steel joist. It's a little bit more flexible with what you can use it for. Yep. But aside from that, it does the same thing as the rest of them. Yeah. So three good options if you need to. And so they're great when you're when you're doing stuff like the camo clips and you're going to put the whole deck down and then use a lever tool, twist it into place, press the boards all tight, then go back and fasten all the screws down, right? Yeah. So, yeah. You get one really crooked treated board that's easy enough to persuade into place. And so... Yeah, because you can... With softwoods, you can most of the time... If you don't have one of these, there's ways to get that thing to straighten out. Yep. Like they're soft enough. Usually you can kick it into place often. Yep. And if not, then grab a board and get some leverage somewhere or whatever. But uh, with hardwoods, a little bit trickier. It's good to have one of these little hardwood wrenches. And to your point, like they were the camel lever. Um, Cause these tools have been traditionally thought of. This is how you make natural products straight. straight right. So wood, because mm-hmm. uh, for the most part, composites and PVCs are straight or if they're or if they do have a little bit of a bow to them they're, they're easy, easy to push to, into place yeah, super easy to push into place but where this is super important is back to that camel drive with the clips if you're going to lay out a whole deck with the clips and not fasten anything yet it's good to put something on the end of the deck to kind of push that all and compress it all and make sure that all the boards are tight to the clips yep. and these tools will do that too yeah and the other thing that'll do that is the Irwin deck clip deck clamps Ooh, great segue right killed it and so if you've got a pair of um Irwin clamps already, which is a fairly popular brand of clamps. Mm-hmm. Not Bessie, but it's like an affordable number one kind of thing. They're not what? Bessie. What's that? Bessie clamps. Bessie's a brand. Yeah. I think it's Bessie. I didn't even know. I they're, only knew they're the like Irwin the, ones. They're like the stiletto of clamps. Oh. And so. <laughs> stiletto. Oh, you would hammer. know that. Yeah, I know that. <laughs> Stiletto's a hammer name. And so Irwin's got a lot of clamps out there. It's a good chance you probably have some clamps. And they actually make a little, so you take the little rubber feet off your clamps and you put these little deck clamps on. And they're just gripped to be able to slide between the groove of the board and kind of compress everything too. Mm-hmm. 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 So you can grip and spread or compress those. Uh, yeah, so. Boards. <laughs> great. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> they're great, but you can't, like, you're limited to the capacity. You only do, like, what, two or three boards at a time, right? Yeah, Maybe unless four. you use it as a spreader bar, right? Like. You're lim- you're limited to the length the, the size of your clamp. Yes. If you have a forty inch mm-hmm. forty inch clamp, then you can do four feet with the boards, which is yeah. eight, nine boards maybe. Tops, yeah. Right. Um but if you turn around and use it as a spreader against the rim board or something and push them that way, then maybe you can kind of do it. I know I've watched guys try to use their clamps not with these attachments and the clamps want to ride up and they want to yeah. push the boards up and yeah. it doesn't work real well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So these little add-on additions are much more helpful or the camel lever doesn't do that either. Like yeah. it's a better tool too. Yeah. But the thing with the camel, the Irwin clamps is they're probably, I don't know, you, you can get them for much less than these lever tools. Right, yeah. like you can go we get have, a small bo- like clamp and yeah, I don't know what they are. We have some here, maybe, right? Yeah, we have depends some, on the size. I, yeah, I don't, I don't know what they are. The next category we're going to talk about is uh, demolition. Demolition. Hit the music, Bryce. I don't have any. Oh shit! Ba-da-da. There it is. <laughs> we're gonna break some shit today. <laughs> I was listening to Limp Biscuit earlier today. Okay, sing uh, that. No, I can't sing. Okay, like, but. But there's a song called Break Stuff by Limp Bizkit. Sure. It's really, really good. Well, we should have had that on here. Yeah, cue it up. That's the one. There you go. I knew it. I yeah. knew we had Don't it. Don't want to get sued. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, we uh, So demo tools. So most of the time the demo tools, is that still going? Yeah, it's a long most one. Most of the demo tools crickets. are for ripping deck boards off. Because if you're going to demolition, if you're going to demolition a whole deck. Demolition. <laughs> <you're gonna> demolish, <laughs> 
demolish whole deck. You're better off just to get your sawzall and your skill saw and cut that thing down. And a chainsaw. Junk it. Or a chainsaw. Yeah. Um, but, but this a good is one, if you're like trying a to... steel one. S-T-I-H-L. Right. Yeah. Stahil. Style. <laughs> so Orange. these tools are more meant to pop the deck boards off but leave the framing intact. So maybe that's just how you like to dem- demolish decks. Demolition or decks. Or maybe you're trying to save the framing, but... If you're have pulling you done this? nails, have you okay. like have you done that before? Have you like used a, a demo bar and I have used a pry bar to pry boards off, but I've n I don't own any of these tools. This is like it seems to me like what a terrible idea that would be. So I never did, <laughs> right? So I, like I like these tools. I think these tools are great if if you're going to do that. But in my head, what happens is you like you pry this deck board off, and either you like either you rip the board through the screw and the screw continues to stay in the joist and then you have to go back yeah. and sawzall all these things off mm-hmm. or grind them off or the screw comes out and rips a chunk of the joist out yeah. and this is like that's what i was saying probably what better if it's doing here like you're right you're as a homeowner you're going to pay somebody to rip deck boards off it's like if you hired me to do that i would charge you twice as much money to demo your deck mm-hmm. if i was like we're just going to rip the boards off the top. Oh, that'll be $7 a square foot. It was some absurd number right. so that you were like either hired somebody else or I made great money doing it because it's like I would make it cheaper to build a new deck because yeah. it would be so much better. Just destroy the... Anyways, so some of these tools are... Go ahead and endorse these tools now. Good luck. <laughs> I'm not going to get any cash endorsing these <laughs> now. Uh, anyway, uh, the Gutster demo bar, the deck wrecker, duck build, deck wrecker, these types of things. So to explain what they are a little bit, because there's no visual here, um, a long handle, and on the end of it is some sort of grabber mechanism, like, and just, I mean, like steel shaped to grab a deck board that gives you leverage against the joist or something to just like force and break the fastener essentially. Yep. Or so, the board. Or the board. Break the board or break the fastener. So like I said, if, if the deck was nailed down, I think these are a great tool. They give you the leverage, you'll slide those nails out, it'll be all good. If it's screwed down to your point, I think I would grab my drill and I would unscrew the boards. And if it's painted over the screws, then maybe back to this. But it's like, yeah, like I don't know about using these with screws. Because you're right, either you're breaking them, pulling them through, or destroying the joist in the process. Yeah. So, But they're good. They make quick work of popping deck boards off if uh, you're a certain uh, like project works with this type of tool, I guess. You got a picture of one on I found one. Oh, I'm not even in the live anymore. Okay. (laughs) It ended and I didn't go back in. Tuned out. It's called the the Garant Deck Wrecker. Okay. It's a pretty solid looking tool. Solid looking unit you got there? Solid looking unit. Okay. And um, so the last, the last tool. Now there's a bunch of little tools that are, that are also really good that we didn't include in here because they're not deck specific. But this one is, could you can make a case that it's deck specific or at least flooring specific, is the Grabber Joist Jaw. So this came up recently on Instagram mm. because uh, Dan's Carpentry posted yeah. a picture. Oh, yeah. Because he thought he had a great idea. How to keep the joist flush with the ledger. Right. So he was, I think he was working one man job that day and he was working eight feet in the air. And it's like, we've all been there where it's tough to hold the other end of the joist up if you're one man show, especially if you're up in the air. And how do you get yes. that joist to support itself while you nail in the other side of it? That's the trick. And everybody's got their trick of what to do with it. Like, and what Dan did is what everybody does. He just used nailing plates instead of a block or mm-hmm. whatever everybody does. Some guys will yep. shoot a nail and bend a nail over so it can hook the top of the ledger and they can work on the other side. Like, there's a lot of different ways to do that. He used a nailing plate. What the grabber joist jaw is, though, 
it's intended exactly for this. It's just like a little clamp that slides over top of the end of your joist and it's got a, a protrusion out the top that will hook the top of the ledger and you just basically turn it with a screw. There's like a little screw with a like a handle on it. And like, you know, like the, I don't know if there's a name for this kind of thing. You know, like the the screw that you would get with a, a drill, an old school drill that has the chuck that you got to turn the screw in? Yes. Like that, like a little handle like that. Yeah, I think it's called a, a chuck key. Yeah, like a chuck key, but this thing is like, it's got like the long handle like that, like little T, yeah. chuck key type thing. Okay. And so you just plop this on, you give that little chuck key a turn, and it like bites the board. Oh. And then you set your joist on. And then when you're done, you just go unturn it and away hmm. you go. So a slick little device. Incredible. Have you found one of these things on the Instagram? On the Instranet? Loading, loading, loading. What's up? I was just thought I was wondering if you were putting it up there. I was. Yeah, I put it up. I was it's watching on his side, but it's on, on his on side. side. Yeah, yeah. we're oh. gonna wait. There's oh yeah, a moment it's of coming. silence it's while we wait. It's coming. It's coming. It's coming. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's right? just got a little chuck. So see, it's got the little little yeah chuck key if you want to call it that uh, yep. thing there. There's Looks a, amazing. There's a few different styles of them, but they're okay. all pretty much sure. that. Cool. So there's like I said, there's a lot of ways to do what that thing does, um, but maybe that's just a little bit more, a little quicker. Maybe just to be like instead of nailing or screwing on a block or. Nailing yeah. plate or whatever. You, you gotta do something, right? You're eight feet in the air. Like, yeah. Certainly gotta do something. Um, so, for anybody that's watching right now, is there any tools that you would like us to chat about or look up that we didn't mention? Go ahead and put them in the Instagram now because we're otherwise we're gonna wind this thing down. But, Wade, any um, anything you kind of, as we were going through, you're like, oh, we should have talked about this. No. No. I don't think so. I still think track saw should be on the list. So. And which is funny because I'm not really known as the track saw guy in this in this duo. So, like, we can go there. Who are these guys to tell? Half these guys weren't even listening to the podcast yet that threw these ideas out here. That's right. Who are they to tell us what we can and can't talk about in this podcast? Yeah. They're nobody's. Track saws. Track saws. <laughs> <laughs> the most important tool on the list. Oh, you know what I think would be a really good thing to have is a uh, white crayon or a white like marker. What? Crayon? Yes. It- <laughs> Crayon. <laughs> Crayon. I shouldn't have said this word. A white marker. That's what I should have said. There's American words and Canadian words. I don't know where that one's from. It's a Wade word. That's a, that's a Wade word. It's Wade-ism. Wade-golia. It's from the, yeah. Crayon. A white crayon. Because <laughs> it's good for marking lumber. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, sure. Look, we have some people. Um, oh, Quigley Deck says, I've had tremendous success with the Marshalltown J bar. It's a big ass pry bar. Big ass. There yep. you go. I mean, these tools are all the same. They're just, they're, they're a big bar that gives you the leverage to pop the board off. Right. Right. Uh, Mitcon Dexo says, I like Makita battery track saw. So, yeah, if we're mm-hmm. going to talk about track saws, for those who don't know, what a track For those size. who don't know, right? <laughs> yes, we get to do it again. Track saws. You lay down a track, and it's basically a, a skill saw, a modified skill saw, essentially that plunges and has like depth settings and everything else. But it rides the track to ensure a perfect cut, perfectly straight cut. Mm-hmm. So they're they're really amazing tools. They are, as far as I'm concerned, primarily a deck tool. I know guys that use them for other things, but they're they're a great tool for any deck builder to have in their trailer. That's for sure. Yeah, that's yeah. And my only thing is like when I, we have one that's, it's corded because when I bought mine, I don't know that cordless ones are really a thing yet. Um, but now there's a lot of great cords. Right? Yeah. You're old. You're old balls. Yeah. So 
They had actually just invented drills at that time, right? <laughs> like yeah, my tracks are, it's a 1982 model. <laughs> <laughs> actually. <laughs> Guys think these are new tools, not new tools. It's just a string and a ruler. It's just, <laughs> yeah. Um, but I would go battery powered a hundred percent now if I was rebuying one. That would be one thing I did that because the Makita was a great value. It was like a it was the lowest price at the time when I bought mine. It was Makita, Dewalt, or Festool. That was basically your options. And now yeah. I know that Bosch has one, or they had one out in the in the UK, I think. Mm-hmm. And Metabo might even have one. And there's like there's some like Shop Fox and like off brand track saws out there now too. There's lots of options out there, but the Makita always represented the best value. It was like a good reliable brand with a good warranty, um, mm-hmm. but less than the other two options. And now if you're going to go battery, I would say just go with your battery platform. If you're a DeWalt guy, get a DeWalt one. But battery, because yep. that's my one complaint is that the cord would hook on the track or like mm. dragging cords on is never fun. So now yep. you can do it battery operated. So why not? Uh, Quickly Dex says he invested in a track saw this year. And the only regret he has is that he didn't buy the cordless. Ooh, well, He should have listened to that last sentence first. Right. right. Returns ease. So there you have it. That's a whole bunch of deck-specific tools. Thanks for the idea, Mike, somebody, on the Facebook group. I can't remember who it was. I should have wrote that Real shout-out. Yeah. yeah. You know who you are. You know who you are. <laughs> I dedicate this to you. You know who you are. Yeah. And so uh, if there's any tools that we missed you want us to follow up on, I thought about doing a separate podcast for different types of tools, like install tools, demo tools, but like we just shit all over the demo tools here anyway, so I don't know what, yeah. what are we going to talk it's just about. It's not a, I don't know. It's just not my style. Yeah. Not my style to save that old, old frame. It's just not worth it, I don't no, think. No, that's the thing, right? But I know a lot of you guys use these tools in a full demolition. They just prefer to take things apart, boarded at a time. Oh, I and I I was always, like, I liked running a skill saw down the middle of it and a sawzall and cutting that thing out in, like, four chunks. Four by mm-hmm. six sections and keeping it all together. What's the most you can carry? Yeah. This exactly. many pounds. Right. Cut it like that. Yeah. So that was my preferred method, but to each their own. At least we talked about it. Oh, Mick Condex I was, said that was him that suggested it. So there we go. Now he we was the, here. Now we get the proper shout out. <laughs> so uh, there you go. Ironically, our biggest audience in the Instagram is at the end. I'd say they're excited to see this go. Bum, bum, bum. So, it's uh, like 2020. Take Peace. care, yo. everybody. <laughs> we'll see you again next week. Thank you for listening to the Ultimate Deck Podcast. Now you know what we're about. Check the site, come and shop. UltimateDeckShop.com. Hit us right away for sponsorships. So tell us if you want to collaborate. Let's go. Check us out on any social networks. Thank you for listening. <laughs>